Hey, Lissa. Hey, Sam. Are you ready? I am ready to party. <laughs> no one ever asks if I'm ready. Are you ready? Guess so. <laughs> I guess I would say I'm also ready to party. <laughs> Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. Um, welcome back, you guys. So today we are going to be talking about a weirdly and muchly requested um, topic, which is adulting. Um, but before we jump into that, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to our friend Felix, who um, does the theme song and all the other music that you guys will hear throughout our podcast because he's releasing an album. So the album Blue Attitude is now available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all of the music streaming platforms. Uh, and we'll put all of the information for uh, the links and stuff like that uh, in the description box. But you can also follow him at FE7IX on Instagram. And uh, we're really excited. We love this album. I've already heard it. Uh, and we're excited for you guys to hear it too. So hopefully you guys go check that out. And another huge congratulations to our dear, dear friend. Okay, so back to business. Isn't that fucking adulting in a nutshell, truly? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Goodness gracious, me oh my. So a bunch of people have actually been asking me about how I manage to travel so much and not like <laughs> exciting travel, but I moved from province to province to province for like five years or whatever. So they've been asking me kind of how I like navigated that. But you, I feel like navigated like an entirely different sort of like I don't know, like life. So I'm, I'm interested. I, I'll get into my, you know, like little adulting tips and tricks <laughs> later. <laughs> but I'm interested to know, like, kind of when you felt like you were like a fish out of water, because that's how I felt right out of high school. Um, and like what that moment was for you when you were like, I wasn't fucking ready for this. I'm a child. <laughs> I feel actually like I'm experiencing a lot of what people experienced when they were younger now. Really? Yeah. I honestly, like, when I was, like, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 kind of thing, I felt like I totally had a handle on it. I knew what I was doing. I didn't feel nervous about things. I didn't feel like a fish out of water. I knew what I was doing. Like, I felt really confident in all of the choices I was making and that I was, you know, going to get there eventually to whatever there is kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm doubting myself constantly. I worry that I'm like uh like is this not something I should be doing am I going about this the wrong way like I just like I feel like I doubt myself so much more now so I feel like I'm kind of aging in reverse oh interesting <laughs> yeah I wonder why that is I think just because um when a lot of people get out of high school or even when they're in high school I think sort of like the big like looming question is like what are you gonna do with your life right and so a lot of people feel really um like stressed and burdened by that because they're not 100% sure which is completely normal like that's totally fine and expected frankly um but I think because I knew what I wanted and I was really really clear on it and I knew how I was going to get there as well I didn't really go through that whole phase I guess mm -hmm. but now I am <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I'm wanting to because you like you did it <laughs> yeah well it's like I kind of like it was sort of like I was setting these goals and then I would accomplish them and I'd be like oh okay 
well now what? <laughs> like, and so I think now it's like I'm having to set goals that are like bigger and better but that's really daunting for me because I don't have like the I'm no young spring chicken anymore you know right you don't yeah have like the drive not drive but like the energy <laughs> well and, and and not only that but like I think that um I was like a lot more not reckless even but like just kind of haphazard when I was a kid like I I wasn't stopping to think like ooh, what if this doesn't work that wasn't a thought in my mind I like it wasn't even like I was like if this is gonna work I wasn't even thinking about whether it's going to or not going to Mm -hmm. I was just doing and and I think now it's like I feel like um because I have more responsibilities obviously and expectations that people around me have of me it's Mm -hmm. sort of like I can't (laughs) just throw shit into the wind and throw caution to the wind yeah it's like I I have to obviously be more particular with what I'm doing and how I'm choosing to go about it yeah so I'm just wondering it was there like a, a first moment in your life when you realized like oh my god I don't I don't know how to do this like I don't know what's going on anymore honestly I can't even begin to describe to you how wronged I feel by our high school. <laughs> I feel like they taught us like nothing applicable for real life, honestly. Like I feel like kids bitch about that when they're in high school, but I'm, I've am i been out of high school and I'm still like, why don't you guys prepare me for this shit? But um, one of the first things that actually was hard for me was uh, I moved out on my own, which was hard in and of itself, but um, there was shit breaking down in my apartment all the time. <laughs> That was a nice apartment. Why was shit breaking down? Um, I don't know. Like the the washing machine never worked. Just shit, shit like that. Weird. Um, not that it didn't work, but like it would take like a long time to wash our clothes, and then it would take like a six hour cycle to dry them. Maybe that's where my hate hatred for laundry began. Ooh, we're getting into the deep deep dive here. Yeah. <laughs> we're really uncovering some truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I. I didn't know that you could like message your landlord about that. Oh, I was just like, guess this is my responsibility. So I'm not going to fix it. <laughs> like I just was like, uh, cause I thought that that was going to be like my bill essentially. Um, oh, weird. Yeah. And then also, um, I, I was for some reason under the impression that water was included in my rent because I like turned on a tap and it worked and I was like, guess it's included. And then um, it was, I moved into that apartment in August. In January, I got this notice from BC Hydro saying like, you need to set up your hydro, like your water. And um, I sent a screenshot of that to my landlord and I was like, hey, this came in the mail for you. And she was like, that's for you. (laughs) And I was like, hmm? (laughs) And she was like, you have to set up your hydro. And I was like, oh. And then I set up my hydro and they sent me a nine hundred dollar bill because you'd been using it for like six months or yes <laughs> and I was like for f- well and and even like who knows like the last guy could have ended his freaking hydro bill and I could be paying his bill like who you know like it's yeah just- well, he probably canceled it when he moved out <laughs> I don't know. why didn't your parents tell you this stuff I wasn't talking to my parents a ton of the time like we didn't have like a super fantastic relationship right then gotcha but also like I don't think that I would have um thought to I didn't think to ask because I didn't assume that I was doing it wrong, basically. Like, I just was like, oh, I guess the water works, so there you go. I I feel like, wouldn't it be a question like, hey, did you, like, set up your hydro? Did you pay your damage deposit? Like, go through a little checklist together? Oh, no, we were so, like, we were so rocky when I was first moving into that apartment. So we weren't really... 
motorcycles. Um, yeah, so we were so rocky when I first moved in that apartment that, like, I wasn't really going, like, I wasn't about to, like, reach out to him about something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, back to the washing machine thing, when I was moving out, um, we were doing a walkthrough with the landlord, and we walked past the laundry area, and she was like, oh, did you have problems with the washer and dryer? And I was like, yes. And she was like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, kind of sounds like you should be telling me. Like, how did, how did you know that there was problems? And she was like, well, our last tenants had problems with it. And I was like, then why didn't you tell me? But like, I didn't know. It, that's when it, I realized, like, I can fucking tell you. Like, what would you have done? Like, you 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 just fixed this shit for me because you own the place? Goddamn. Like, yeah. And so it was just things like that. Like, that was one of the first moments where I was like, why don't they fucking teach us this shit in high school? Like, this is what you do when you rent a first apartment. Like, you have to set up your hydro. This is how you set up cable. This is how blah, blah, blah. It's like, instead of getting us to make, like, a million fake resumes. Oh, my gosh. That's what I was going to say. The amount of cover letters. I've never once in my life used a cover letter. Do you know how many times I had to fake apply to Starbucks in our high school? (laughs) Like, the amount of times I had to fill out a Starbucks application. What do you love about coffee? Like, it's... Like, I don't take it. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like it's just like this shit like that that I was left so many times in my adult life, even with taxes and shit like that. I was like, yeah. why did they never teach us about taxes and what that's gonna look like when you're working through a normal company? What that might look like if you're working self-employed or contractor? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just crap like that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is in our high school we did have like a personal planning like course yeah so it's not even like there wasn't even like a space for this there was a space they just kept telling us how to how to make a resume I'm like I've had a job since I was 11 (laughs) (laughs) I remember in that personal planning course like one of the huge things that they made us do was like compile that um it was like this really big like uh my action plan yeah map (laughs) they called it my action plan and like basically what you had to do is like say like this is my plan a like this is what I want to do I want to be a well, for me, it was like, I want to be a makeup artist. Then I'm going to go to school for it. This is how I'm going to accomplish that. I'm going to have to live in Vancouver for that. And then you'd have to build out a budget. And then at the end of the year, you have to present it to someone. And they actually like a panel of people. I'm pretty sure there was like three people. Yeah, I'm. So, it's so weird to me that that wasn't a problem for me. I'm just realizing now, like I fucking never had anxiety. I want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't nervous at all. I don't think I was nervous either because again, I was so sure of myself. But I sat down and like went through my I was going through this budget part specifically with them. And this one chick was like, I had budgeted $900 for rent in Vancouver. And this chick was like, this is absurd. Like, this is like way over what you would ever pay. So like you're budgeting, like you're just making it so much more difficult for yourself than you need to be. Like, this is outlandish. Like, unless you're living in some like incredible high rise, blah, blah, blah. Go fuck yourself. How old are you? 80? Is this what it was when you were a kid? And then, (laughs) and then I was like, really? Because like, I've been like looking at apartments, obviously, because I'm moving out there. I was like, I've been looking at apartments and like, I don't think I found one under $1,000. So like I'm factoring in having a roommate with the $900 budget. And she was like, I lived there. And I was like, in the the 1920s? Like (laughs) like, when were you ever able to pay less than $900? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I don't think I've ever said this before. Not that it's a problem. Well, I feel bad about it myself. For my map, I'm pretty sure I said I wanted to be a lawyer. I think. Can't remember. Or did I want to be like a travel agent? I really can't remember what it was. But did it was, you want to be either of those things? At no, any point? no. This is what I'm admitting: is my map was bullshit. My my. How dare you? I'm going to Harvard Law. Not sure if you've heard of it. How did I? I passed. 
I don't know how I passed. This is like, this was the con of all cons, okay? Dirty dog. In my math, I said that I was going to travel for a year. And then I said that my family was well off enough that they were going (laughs) to cover it. They asked me how I was going to afford college. And I said that, fortunately... (laughs) My family is well off enough that I have a college. I we had nothing. I want that redacted. <laughs> if anyone from our high school is watching, I want that redacted. I don't graduate. They take away my diploma. Yeah. Um. I. What else did I say? I can't remember. But it was basic. It was. It was total. I didn't work on that fucking thing at all. I literally like. I scrapbooked it so that it looked like I worked on it because I was really into scrapbooking at the time. If you recall, and um, I literally basically for the whole budget because I, I, I can't remember if I actually did want to be a lawyer or something at the time. I, that was what I wanted to be when I was like really young. Um, but when I when I got to the budget part, I was like, well, this is boring. And so I basically just like looked up where I wanted to live. I think I don't even remember where I wanted to live, but I basically said that my parents were gonna fucking fund the whole thing. God, and and I'm sitting like two tables down there busting my balls about like... <laughs> Nobody freaking questioned me. I literally just kept saying like, well, fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to um, have, you know, parents who will support me through this. And they were like, well, that's really lucky for you. And I was like, it is. Well, you're crafty, if nothing else. <laughs> See, they just, they, they saw my initiative. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> that was like my, uh, that was like my driver's licensing guy, like... I backed up onto the curb like four times during my thing and I almost like ran through a red light and shit like that and like didn't stop at a stop sign and then he was like I can tell you're confident (laughs) like I am confident I feel like I'm doing a great job yeah so I got my license and you got your map approved I did get my map approved but I am a good driver well, well, well. Hmm. So, <laughs> I think I did okay. I did not do any of those things, though. I graduated and started serving. Well, I was already serving. What uh, What was your first, like, moment of, like, adulthood hitting you hard? Uh, probably the first time I moved out as well. The thing that I didn't realize was, like, that you had to go through, like, an application process, and it was pretty rigorous. Mm. <laughs> like, what's, I didn't understand what credit scores were. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is a credit score? Why is it in the 700s? It depends on your apartment, though, because some people don't fucking care, and then other people do. Okay, so where I moved... Well, yeah, it's been it's been different every time for me, but when I moved, um, it was a... I don't know what they're called, but they're really popular in Edmonton, like having... Like a building com- manager? Companies. Yeah, Where yeah. they own, like... T- so this was Boardwalk. I lived in Boardwalk Apartments. Um, and it, they had, like, buildings everywhere. So you had to actually apply to boardwalk and if you got evicted from a boardwalk you couldn't live in any of the other boardwalk buildings Mm. and so blackballed yeah and this actually happened to us because um the girl that I moved there with and I we actually moved out of that apartment but apparently her name I don't think ever got taken off of the lease or something um because again I didn't even I wasn't even old enough to be on the lease because I was 18 and you had to be 19 to sign the lease so I was just living there like as a squatter basically (laughs) so thankfully I was fine but um the boys that we left the apartment with got evicted after we left because they weren't paying rent and so her name got blackballed she couldn't she couldn't live in any I mean she owns like two homes now like she's doing fantastically oh (laughs) but like at the time when she was trying to find boardwalk fucking who yeah when she was trying to find another apartment she couldn't live in any of the boardwalk buildings so she moved into park place (laughs) Cool 
you're that is nice that you're like you know bringing up monopoly because it might be nice to play later i don't know yeah i just like to give you a my eyes are watering why the fuck am i like this i like to give you a little board game (laughs) reference here and there i just get like so like excited Um, you're like going to therapy you're like that's how we brought up like board game references and i just thought that was like really nice i really needed that (laughs) i do do that sometimes uh anyway yeah that was probably the first thing. The credit score thing is ridiculous. I didn't even understand what that was. I didn't know that if you check your credit score like more times, it makes it worse. And like, why? I kind of like, to be honest, I kind of felt like wronged when I learned about credit scores. I was like, you're tracking this shit? <laughs> Fuck. Someone can't make a mistake for fuck's sake? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I was like, what? For why? For why? Yeah. I'm a different woman now, okay, than I was last month with my Virgin Mobile bill. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> anyway, so we, we were checking our credit just the other day, actually, and uh, the guy was like, oh, yeah, you just have something with Bell on here, so just be careful of that. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been with Bell in a year. <laughs> he didn't bring up any of my, there's a hundred, oh, shit. Um, there's a, the, he didn't bring up any of my shit, and there's a hundred percent shit that, People are coming. FedEx sends me that shit all the time. He liked you better, I could tell. He wanted to like, he's like, oh, you're unemployed? We made eye contact a couple times. (laughs) Him and I. I don't know why. I just, you know, they're not as interested in in what I have to offer them. (laughs) I don't know, man. He's like, Sam, you're great. Alyssa, you really need to (laughs) smarten up, okay? (laughs) Your credit card? Trash. (laughs) It's not. I have great credit. Yeah. (laughs) Bell. While anyway. you've checked it, just went down a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I didn't really understand credit. I remember us talking about it one time in like grade eight. And I, I didn't understand it at all. And they were like, that's fine. Because I, uh, same thing happened to me with inflation. You don't have to worry about it just yet. <laughs> yeah. I never understood inflation. Like I don't, I, somebody explained it to me recently when I was still working at Cactus. And I was still like, huh? <laughs> like why can't we just keep everything the same always? <laughs> Dude, honestly, like, that's, like, okay, the tax thing, like, it's, like, this is, like, my adulthood fucking, ugh, like, it's just never ending. I learn something new about taxes every day. Honestly, like. Maybe that's the, the university course you should take is tax. I, the, the word taxes makes me want to fucking spoon my eyeballs out. I cannot imagine sitting through a course. Like, it is my, ugh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Like, my accountant god love her but i hate meeting with her (laughs) i hate talking to her i hate having to listen to her tell me about tax things i'm like this is the worst like you're so majestic and perfect but the words coming out of your mouth i hate so much (laughs) like it's just please stop and she is so sweet too she just says it while she's smiling she's like well that's what you have to pay thanks okay cool Uh, Bethany but yeah I mean like I'm I'm constantly learning new stuff about it and being like what and like just like all these little like loopholes that people do and I'm like how how do these fucking shysters figure this shit out like do they go into shyst school where are all these rich people figuring these things out about like how to avoid all this shit like it's just like everything about the way our world is set up is so complex yeah and they're so and like even um even like trying to find the right professional for some things it's like you can't just go to like lawyers are us it's like there's this particular type of law and then this particular type of law and then this particular type of law and then a subset of that type of law and mm-hmm. then whatever and it's like like who the fuck do i call like i just yeah. want to call the operator and be like this is my problem 
whom do I need to speak with? <gasps> That's a good idea. Don't take it. You heard it here first. Cre- <laughs> creating. Trademark. We trademarked that just now. <laughs> creating like a, a one-stop shop for lawyers and accountants. But, but even just for anything. Like I feel like if you were a person who needed help, like you were like, okay, I'm being threatened to be sued by my workplace, for instance whatever some shit like that has that ever happened to you yes (laughs) (laughs) but it's like shit like that it's like who do i call like i just want to know who do i need to be connected with yeah okay i guess i'm telling that story now (laughs) um basically like i worked uh doing lash extensions for a while and they had a um contract where you had to be like an intern unpaid for as long as they wanted you to really like you had to do a minimum of two weeks but they could keep you in like intern phase forever if they wanted to really um and they didn't pay you um and so you in the beginning like you're you're practicing on like dolls and stuff like that doing lash extensions and then you actually start doing friends and family that you get to come in and then you start doing clients and you're still not getting fucking paid and so anyways, I just hated that job so much and I um, <laughs> left and then I sent them an email being like, regretfully, I'm going to have to uh, fucking leave this bitch. And then um, <laughs> they sent me an email back saying that I had to pay them some ridiculous amount of money, like $1,700, something like that within seven days or they would um, pursue legal action. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> because like in the contract, it said like, that basically you would need to pay them for um, the time that they spent to train you. What? So anyways. This is like bullshit. I found out that (laughs) you can get lawyers a lot of the times through your city pro bono. Yeah. Um, So I did that and I went and talked to this guy and he was like, "If, if the work, if the training that you are getting is required for you to do the job, they cannot charge you for it. Yeah, no kidding. And so I was just like... I'm pretty sure I just emailed back try me or something <laughs> to be completely honest. And then they I, never did. I was a child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They never did. I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure they're going to fucking Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Because I just was like, fuck this noise. Apparently you can't do shit. But I could have been wrong and I would have not known. Well, obviously not or else they would have tried to come after you for it. But it's even shit like that. It's like it's it's stuff like that that it's it's so wrong how much people take advantage of people who yeah. don't know better because I was fucking 18. And yeah. like I, they sent, made me sign this contract that I'm like, I don't know what I'm signing really. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that there's plenty of people that just do pay them because they're scared. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I worked for Boston pizza for like five years without vacation pay. I still, I still don't think I got that vacation pay. We want reparations. I didn't now. I didn't know about vacation pay until like I started with cactus. And then one time I think they paid it out for some reason. And I was like, what's this? They're like, it's your vacation pay. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It was like 500 bucks or something like that. Dirty dogs. I know. I was like, well, at least I'm with a good company now, but fuck. Just a quick interjection, interlude to say thank you to today's sponsors, which is Native Deodorant. Oh, my goodness. We, you guys already know how much we love Native Deodorant. We've been, we've been saying it for years. I'm just kidding. We've been saying it for months, though. <laughs> <laughs> saying this since birth. Yeah, I came out wearing Native Deodorant <laughs> as a stinky baby. <laughs> 
Um, but we love native deodorant. They are not tested on animals, paraben-free, talc-free, aluminum-free. They use products that are all found in nature. So uh, they use coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties. I learned how to say that since the last ad. <laughs> <laughs> Shea butter for moisturizing and tapioca starch to absorb wetness. Uh, they have scents that include coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, eucalyptus and mint, and unscented for sensitive sensitive skin i actually do have sensitive skin but even their um fragranced ones don't bother me that's good yeah which is actually like really really nice because i can't wear really anything with fragrance would you almost say that it's low risk (laughs) because you guys can try (laughs) native deodorant um it's a no risk try within the united states of america um they offer free returns and exchanges if you guys aren't satisfied but we think you will be so if you want to try native deodorant you can go to nativedeodorant.com and type in code approachable 20 for 20 percent off your first purchase that is code approachable 20 on nativedeodorant.com for 20 percent off your first purchase thanks so much native deodorant Another big thank you to Hello Body for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you guys don't know, Hello Body is a German-made skincare brand. They are cruelty-free, which is fantastic, and they use products from nature and have become a favorite in Europe among celebrities and influencers. So I don't know if you guys remember, but I had this incident with my face recently, and I had used a different uh, brand skincare, and my face went Oh my goodness, it was just crazy. It was like peeling and it was burning. And the only thing that brought it back was aloe vera. And so I was really interested when Hello Body reached out to us because they just released a ton of aloe products, everything from body lotion to sugar scrub, shower gel, a ton of different face products. And they actually have different bundles as well that you can purchase. Um, So like aloe basics, aloe day and night, the aloe body heroes. (laughs) They have a ton of different options there or you can just buy the singles. Hello Body prides themselves on making products from natural origin ingredients and they want you to be naturally glamorous. They believe in body positivity and confidence and they are excited to have you guys try this line. So if you would like to get it at an even better price, you can use our promo code APPROACH30 for 30% off your entire order. So that's APPROACH30 for 30% off your entire purchase. You guys can check them out at hellobody.com or at hellobody underscore USA on Instagram to check them out. Thank you so much. Hello, body. Is there like a specific moment where you feel like you were like really taken advantage of for not knowing better? Uh, I don't know because I really didn't take any shit when I was a kid. I was, for those of you who don't know, I was extremely confrontational when I was a kid um you don't understand <laughs> it was bad <laughs> pick, there, my dad or my mom one time said pick your battles and I was like I pick all of them what do you mean if there's a fucking battle why wouldn't you pick it it sounds like it presented itself to me here we go <laughs> round one <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was a really easy friend to be around <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah here we are um so I don't think that I ever really got taken advantage of because I questioned everything and I think honestly I was probably just so annoying that people would be like okay <laughs> like if I was fighting for something I actually tried to fight with belt mobility once about something like that and I'm, I'm actually I think I did win and then they like lowered my bill or something like that they were probably just like 
listen. There's nothing better than like getting into an argument with a cell phone provider and winning. <clears throat> yeah. I feel I really do feel bad for like the um the people that actually end up like taking your call and stuff like that. The customer service team. Yeah, because obviously they don't deserve that shit, but I've never I, I wasn't confrontational in the way where I was like a fucking like jackass or anything like that. I would just be like, no, I'm not <laughs> again with the business like conversation. I'm Unfortunately, like, no, I'm not gonna be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately I will not accept this bill and I will not hang up until we uh, come to some agreement <laughs> type of thing. Same thing with my bank though. Like the amount of arguments I've gone into with my bank for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Actually, okay, here's something I was taking advantage of for. Um, when I was 19, I went into a bank to get a student line of credit, and I couldn't because I didn't have, um, I wasn't making enough money to already uh, pay back all of, like, so it, for some reason, banks have this thing, <laughs> for some reason, where, like, you can't owe more than a certain percentage of what you make or whatever for, like, a work, like, for a life balance or something like that. So, um, I wasn't making enough and I already had a $30,000 car loan on top of the rent that I was paying. Uh, so they couldn't secure me a, a loan or whatever. I guess that makes total sense. I don't know why I thought it was like such a weird thing. So oh, was that you being taken advantage of? No. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> anyway, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, that seems pretty normal. Um, you want to give me a loan? I can't potentially pay back. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> What's the point of this? Anyway, because that happened to me in an apartment too. They had to know how much money you made because they didn't, they wouldn't give you the apartment unless it was less than 50% of your income because they... Less than 50%? Yeah, so that you would pay two weeks of your... Um, Is that normal or am I just like really like shell-shocked from living in Vancouver? I don't know. Because usually it's like 90% of your freaking bill is going yeah. to... I don't know. They, that was, this was in Edmonton and the places are fucking dirt cheap. I think I made mm. like 250 bucks for rent there. Uh, but I lived with four people. I'm triggered still. <laughs> that still means it cost only $1,000. Yeah. My second apartment too that Dana and I lived in cost $1,000 all in. I think it was $1,000, $1,025, like $1,025. It was two bedroom, two bath. Anyway, it was awesome. I love that place. I'm horrified. Above a Starbucks. Anyway, um, so in that meeting, she was like, unfortunately, I can't do anything for you because I was like broke as fuck. I was living by myself trying to like work and go to school. Um, but she, I think at that time opened me a TFSA. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I had a TFSA my whole life. I think if I can't even really remember what happened, but she, um, uh, I think she probably said like that she was going to open me a savings account so that I could like plan for my future type of thing. And I was like, well, I don't have any money I can put down in there. That's why I'm trying to get a loan. And she was like, well, when you do have money, I think this is the same conversation that I'm remembering. Um, you can put it in there. And I was like, okay. So my like my whole like adult life until I was 24, this is what I was doing. I was just putting money into my TFSA and then taking it back out. But thinking it was a normal savings mm -hmm. account because I, I was never explained what a TFSA was. I didn't realize it was like, I still don't know what it is to be honest with you. I had to like, one of our friend's uh, husbands is like a banking guru person and he had to explain it to me and <laughs> that's I'm, his official banking guru <laughs> and he, i was still like at the end i'm like okay okay so what's the tax for you savings again <laughs> yeah did not understand which is also I, anyway it doesn't matter so <laughs> i don't know enough about it to even bitch about it anyway um this was never a problem for me because i was outrageously broke however there did come a point in my life where I had enough money where it became a problem and I didn't know that there were contribution limits 
to TFSAs. I know. I The same shit happened to me. So I over-contributed to this TFSA unknowingly and then got a fat fucking bill in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> because I, for penalties for over-contributing. That was the same thing that they did. Because I, I did the same thing. I would put money in, take money out, put money... Like, all the time. Like, multiple times a month like I would do that all the time kind of thing um and I didn't know that was like an issue either and like I remember the next time I went to the bank I was like why don't you explain this shit and he's like we do it's part of our policy and I was like you don't yeah I don't see you explaining it right now even sir when when I had to go through that investigation and stuff like that and then we finally came up with that I had a TFSA I was like what the fuck is that and I'm like it was opened when I was 19 I don't remember this shit at all. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. I couldn't believe it. And it was opened at like a branch that I've like only ever been to once. I was like these shysters. And they do get kickbacks for um, having 100%. you open, open accounts like that. Why the fuck do you think you go in there all the time and they're like, do you want to have a mutual savings? Fuck yourself. <laughs> Every bank that's watching this is like, how dare you? <laughs> a little passionate. I just like, stop. sorry for trying to make your finances work for you, ma'am. <laughs> Stop asking me. As <laughs> I know every time I have a mutual savings, I still have one and they still ask. How can we invest your money further? You can't. <laughs> There's not enough. I'm trying How to- many zeros are you witnessing that I'm not? <laughs> I'm trying to go to Greece. <laughs> That's my mutual fund. I'm mutually fundamentally excited about it. <laughs> really is. Yeah. Beating up the chairs about it. <laughs> anyway, I was taken advantage of by a bank. <laughs> this is my story. <laughs> uh, what about you? <laughs> I mean, really, how can I follow that up? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's been plenty of times. I think more so like it's happened in in business because people felt like I was so young that like. I didn't know better mm. and frankly I didn't <laughs> um but like I've, I've heard of like tons of horror stories of people doing stuff like that but like the one thing is um I was working with this company and I was I was quite close with the um like PR girl mm. like I would consider her a friend more so and so um I just would take work with this company all the time like sign whatever kind of thing like wasn't really thinking too much about it and I didn't have a manager either so I was just like a kid signing mm-hmm. all the shit um, but this one contract basically said that they would own the rights to my likeness in perpetuity. <laughs> and then it was actually my friend that was like, oh, I like scrubbed this contract with like another friend of mine and like we found this and we had it removed. So like you have to sign this new contract. But that company actually still has um, images that we took like five years ago and it's still being used and that was only a one-year usage contract yeah I mean I've had things like that happen a couple times but that's also like I didn't know law I didn't know business yeah I didn't know what to ask for what not to ask for because like that's the thing like a lot of the times it's not even about what you know it's about what you don't know to ask kind of thing um and I I always struggled with stuff like that like I didn't know what I needed to no to ask. No kidding. That's you're lucky that your friend freaking did that. I know. Yeah. They could have owned your likeness up until now. Yeah, I mean I think that um in perpetuity. <laughs> I think that we probably could have like tried to contest it kind of thing. Um but yeah. Especially because of your age. Yeah. Exactly. How old were you at the time? I think like freshly twenty. Mm, yeah. Still tough. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, yes, it's hard, right? Because, like, even if you try to read a contract backwards and forwards, you still don't know. That's why I send our contracts to fucking mamacita. Yeah. Mamze! Yeah. (laughs) Must be the money! (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, probably that, I would say, was, like, the biggest example of that, because that could have just gone, like, so south. No kidding. And I I would have 100% just been like, sure. That's the thing. And something that I'm so surprised of is that people don't don't make up contracts like some people are just like "Mm, handshake i'm like no it's not often though like it's not often that people don't make up contracts not with you but like in like small businesses or like when people are starting out as partners and stuff like that it's just like of course you don't expect anything to go wrong of course not you're not gonna go into business thinking that way but but also like that's um so (laughs) hate that I am privy to this now but um Tana Mojo's ex-boyfriend um was exposed by uh his old editor and like at first I was like oh yeah this guy his name's Brad the guy that got exposed and I was like Brad seems like a dick yeah I understand why this guy wanted to expose him and then at one point the editor was like he never paid me for my work and I was like wow asshole and then he was like I never asked to be paid, but now I am. And I was like, ooh, wait. <laughs> like, I was like, hold on a minute here. Like, you never asked to be paid. Now you're mad and you don't like the guy. So you want to be paid, like, reparations for all of the work in seasons yeah. past? Like, no, that's not how that shit works. Like, I would feel the same fucking way as my boy Brad. <laughs> Do not say my boy Brad. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He seems like a douchebag. But. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, the editor also seems like a douchebag. Well, that's the thing is, like, you you need, okay, you need to know what you're worth, what you're willing to work for and not work for. And then if it comes to a point where you're sick of working for what you're working for, ask for a fucking raise like you would in any other job. Yeah, well, and, like, the thing is, too, is, like, I'm just, like, I don't have, like, a lot of patience with people who are, like, they're fine with it until they're not. Mm. Because, like, obviously that happens to everyone, but it's, like, don't don't offer and then like slap someone's hand when they take it Mm. you know what I mean it's like it's just like if you if you truly mean for this to be like a gift you're working for him for free then that's I'm sorry that's what it is until you change the yeah well that's the thing is you can go back and say well I'm not going to edit any more of your videos until you pay me yeah yeah so that's just some advice for you (laughs) Brad's editor (laughs) um okay so what is your like number one like adulting tip you've learned or that you'd recommend um hmm number one that sounds like a lot of pressure um welcome to adulthood yeah (laughs) i i feel like never expect for everything to go right and i don't mean that in a way of like be negative all the time but but you know plan for everything to go right but also plan for it all to go on the wayside yeah um and and have like a backup plan basically and i don't i don't think that that's like like sending out into the world that everything's gonna go to shit just because you have a backup plan good vibes only Alyssa. yeah but i think that it's just like you need to be prepared like i've had tons of shit fall through like there was one time where i had one month to find another apartment in toronto which like sure if you don't live there sounds easy but like i also had no furniture because i was there for work which was like when I did the opens, we would just like fly there with our two suitcases or whatever. And I ended up having to stay in Toronto for like medical reasons. And so it was kind of just like my contract was up and I was like, 
oh and they they kind of tell you like a month ahead that you're going home and so I, I only had a month to like realize yeah. that I was doing this and I was like well what the fuck do I do now and that was when I realized like okay I need to like I need to plan for shit to fall through. Yeah. And so now I do. And I always have a backup plan. Like even with living here and stuff like that, I always said to myself when I quit my job, I was like, I need to make sure that I stay afloat enough that I could like things could all like fall apart tomorrow. And again, not that I'm wishing for them to fall apart, but <laughs> you, you hope for the best and plan for, plan the, worst. for the worst. Exactly. Um, another big tip, never use um, like a, a moving company to move you across the country. Buy new shit. <laughs> it's not worth it (laughs) so many people told me this and I did it like when I moved from Kelowna to Toronto the second time I brought like all my shit I brought my car I brought my um like furniture I brought like fans like I brought so much little shit that I could have repurchased and it's not that I'm living in a temporary world I it's just I could have donated it or sold it or whatever and then repurchased it for less than I paid to move it all there I think I paid like six grand Wow. all in to move all my shit there and my shit was like it's not expensive yeah stuff you know what I mean um and my car as well um I could have sold it and then repurchased the same one for the same price basically yeah uh the only thing is I'm a really sentimental person so for me that wasn't really an option <laughs> but I for- need to move this sweater from seventh grade um so please take good care of it okay I'll put it yeah. in this box mark, for- mark fragile yeah so uh yep <laughs> that's something I would uh, recommend and also shop around I think that mm, that's a good one that as like uh I think in our generation everything is like so at our fingertips we can just google click on something and then own it or whatever um but my dad was really passionate about this a little bit too passionate sometimes we had to like shop at three different stores for corn but <laughs> you know <laughs> if it's something you're like if it's something you're going to be paying monthly like cable a phone bill like whatever it might be um wait for deals and ask for what you want as well. Yeah. If if a lot of companies, if you're like, well, X is doing this and Y is doing this, so why can't you do this? They'll usually be like, yeah, yeah, we'll honor those prices or whatever. And they're not going to offer it to you. Yeah, no. You have to ask for <laughs> for it. So I'd say, yeah, shop around. is it, it will save you so much money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Read reviews. I feel like there's still so many people out there who don't read reviews and then they get the product and they're like, this is nothing like what it looked like. And it's like, well, if you read any of the reviews, you would know that that's what people are saying about yeah. it. <laughs> what about yeah. you? Um, I would say my like first and foremost would be to not assume that people are on your side. Because mm. I think that like I, I'm on your side. <laughs> so <laughs> I assume that people are on mine, mm-hmm. but like nine times out of 10, they're not. <laughs> and I'm so- on your side. Thank you so much. Um, Do you know that? I, I know that, yeah. Oh, okay. She shrugged, yeah. though. <laughs> I don't want to, like, get my hopes up. But. Um, but, yeah, like, I think there was just a lot of times where, like, I assumed that I, like, even in that situation with that company, I assumed I had a good relationship with that company and they wouldn't do that. And I assumed wrong. Ooh, I actually said that one time to somebody. I said I was so busy thinking that this was a family that I forgot it was a business. Yeah. I'll forever remember saying those words because they yeah. hurt so much. Well, and it's, it's true. Like, it's like you, you just, you get so comfortable and you think that people are looking out for you. And honestly, like, that's why I'm just such a big believer in making people quit their jobs. Um, <laughs> because like so many people like, so recently a friend of mine, um, her partner actually was, he was, he's been unhappy in his job. Um, he wanted to leave his job and he wanted to go somewhere. He had an opportunity with more pay and less work. 
essentially. So no brainer, obviously. Um, but he was like, well, but you know, I feel bad because like the company's really busy right now and it's summer and that's like our busy month. So like I'd be leaving them high and dry and blah, blah, blah. And like I kept saying to him, I'm like, but they don't think that about you. No. And if it was, if it was that they could get someone younger and cheaper and whatever to replace you, they wouldn't a heartbeat. They yeah. wouldn't be like, well, but you know, it's like a slow month. It's hard to find work right now, whatever. Like they're not stopping to think about you. And I think that too many people have allegiance to people that don't have allegiance to them. Yeah. And, and not even in a pessimistic way, because like, obviously there are people out there you can trust, but don't assume that that's everyone. Yeah. And, well, and, and I think that it is important to put yourself first in a lot of scenarios. Well, and like, and I think that that's the thing is like, I thought I was surrounding myself with people that were we were all putting each other first, mm -hmm. but I just was disillusioning myself and I was actually the only person who wasn't putting myself first. Yeah. And so it just led to like a lot of hurt feelings and mistakes made and me taking the brunt of that because I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing in, you know, w like with other people in mind and they weren't doing the thing back right. for me. Like they didn't have my back, you know? And so I think that that was like a, a hard lesson to learn like over and over and over again. But like, Typically speaking, like with like your workplace, even friends sometimes, yeah. partners, like whatever it is, like you are your best ally and like yeah. advocate and you know what you need, you know what you want. And if you're just holding yourself back because you feel bad and you you have this allegiance to people, it's just like, just really ask yourself, do those people have the same allegiance to you? Well, and people show their true colors and I, I think that they show them so much earlier than people even recognize because they're... They, they don't want to see it that way. Yeah. So I think, yeah, once you take the, the rose-colored glasses off, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But you could have, like, saved yourself so much time. Um, and also, like, another friend of mine, he was staying living in our hometown, and I, I kind of was, like, like pushing him about it. Like, I was like, why? why? Like, why are you just, like, staying behind and not doing, like, what you want to do? And he was like, because all my friends are here, and, like, I don't want to leave my friends. And I was like, but would they leave you? Like, if they had an opportunity, if they had something, like, calling their name, like, would they leave you? And not even in a bad way, but just, again, like, people need to do what's best for them. Yeah. And that includes you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, w I would say that. Um, I would also say that, like, Google, Google is your best friend. Mm -hmm. And not enough people, like, really take that into account. Because so, so often you don't actually need to ask for help. You just need to Google it. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to be self-sufficient in that way because we have the option to. Yeah. Um, and same with YouTube, I would say too, like, yeah, there's so much educational content on YouTube for literally anything. Yeah. Uh, like if you want to teach yourself even piano or like, um, how to edit or like literally anything, there's so much content out there and you don't have to pay for it. Like when I was wanting to learn how to play piano, I thought I would have to get a tutor and there's so much content online. Oh, yeah. It's literally just me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... My second to last one is get your finances in order. It's the least exciting one, but the most important one. Um, it can just honestly take like one bad bill. <laughs> yeah. Sending you like on a real downtrodden path. So I think that that's like an important thing to do and it's enjoy your money, but like also get it in order. I can't remember um, if it was my mom or my grandma that said save for a rainy day. Yeah, exactly. Well, everybody, but But like a torrential house. downpour save for. <laughs> Not like a light sprinkle like let's go dance in it but like this is fucking hurricane <laughs> like season <monsoon>. yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then i think the last thing i would say is just to freaking sky's the limit man yeah. i feel like so many people in adulthood 
um, like hold themselves back for for all of these reasons that we talked about more. Like it's just it's fear, it's not knowing, it's um, that feeling of responsibility and stuff like that. But I think that if there's something you want to do, there's always a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I I hate seeing um, so many people not fulfill their <laughs> potential, right? Because they just because of whatever reason. Yeah. We're told not to, I guess. So I'm telling you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And ask questions. Sorry. Just wanted to put that in there. Yeah, that's a that's a good one too, actually, because I tell people that all the time. Like a lot of people when they're asking me like how I know this or how I did this or whatever. And it's like, I fucking ask. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I honestly, like I'm nosy as shit. Like when I am with companies at dinner or whatever, like I ask them, how do you do this? How do you make this? How do, how much did this cost? Like I, I ask questions so that I can have insight and not even to for something I'm going to use right now but just to have it in my back pocket so I can maybe you know yeah especially if you're in like customer service or whatever like I had so many different people sit at my bar and just like by utilizing that time to chat and stuff like that like you have no idea what their profession is or what their like expertise is yeah and you can gain so much knowledge while you're working it's like free education yeah why wouldn't you so true yeah well thank you guys so much for uh adulting with us today yeah thank you guys we appreciate it uh again our friend felix released his album today called blue attitudes available on spotify itunes and all of the other streaming services so uh yeah go check it out and um i guess we'll see you next time thanks guys bye Bye.